welcome to a special Thursday night episode of the Loud Pedal. I am Clark, Mike Griswold, alongside of Jennifer, the ghost, the mouth, Brian Hustlinger. Yeah. And tonight, our special guest, Kid Rocket, Alex Yankowski. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. You know, we start end of the year, we start running out of drivers, so we just, you know, yeah, just I mean, big <laughs> guess there's only so many drivers on the list to choose from, huh? That's it. Or the ones we want to talk to. (laughs) So this year, uh, made the transition. You went down to Bridgeport full-time. So uh, you got kind of give us a little bit of insight on how your first year at Bridgeport was? Yeah, uh, that was kind of a a weird deal how that all ended up. Um, When Doug Rose uh, decided he was going to do all of the track uh, to the facility that he did, um, that, that winter before, he, he talked to him, and he, he tried to get me to commit to the whole deal. And, you know, I said, uh, right now, I just, I don't really, it's a two-and-a-half-hour uh, trip, um, and I just wasn't feeling confident enough. Uh, not confident. I knew he always runs a good gig. Um, right. I just wasn't confident enough of where I was at and really what I wanted to do. Uh, so I never committed to Bridgeport. Um and I just happened to go to their first points night after seeing their one or two shows there and they were for that. I mean, and it was awesome. You know, I remember watching the, the opening night uh, downstairs in my basement, watching, I think it was on flow. Um, yeah. And it's just, place is badass. You know, there's no, there's nowhere better. You know, you, you just can't find that kind of racing all the time, you know. Um, so I just went through the first points night. Uh, I ended up not finishing that race, but I loved it. And I went back the next week, and the next week, and the next week. Well, before you know it, I was halfway through the points year, and we were running good. And we didn't we didn't go there every week for the points. We we went there because we enjoyed it, you know. Right. Um, and and that's that's how it came about, you know. It was kind of an accident. And the points just kind of accumulated, so you finished second points. Yeah, yeah. So it's old man's <laughs> house, and uh, I think that's acceptable, you know, for being 16 yeah, years old and finishing the old man's house. You know, he's a legend. We're yeah, gonna need, we're gonna need better good. next year, though, Alex. We're just you gotta step it up. A little bit. If we were as good, um, once we made that big mouth switch in the middle of the year, if we were that good earlier in the year, I think it would have made a big game changer uh, from the Deo stuff and, and Big Diamond. Um, you know, I think it would have been a whole new story of Big Diamond uh, that first half of the year. So you win, you win the ten thousand uh, dollar to win race there, the last one of the year. Um, I tell you what, kid, you look like a 30-year veteran out there the way you drove that race. How how did you feel? How was it feeling getting towards the end? Were you getting nervous? Um, I was just ready for it to be over. It was getting rubbered up, and everyone was just getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and we were just charging through lap traffic. And uh, that's, you know, I learned from Port Royal uh, not to take too long in lap traffic when you're leading a big race like that, you know. Um right. And so I was just going, 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 and uh, I was ready for it to be done. Um, and in the beginning of the race, if you look at race monitor, I was 25th, I believe, on lap 27. I started yes. 23rd. Go down got past me. Uh, the first yellow was out. I looked up, and go down was sitting in 5th or 6th. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I should have went for it. But the track was a little slimy, and Creighton was in the wall. And, you know, it was a long race, and, and we've been good there. And I, I was confident. I wasn't really overthinking it, you know, just kind of seemed – where it all ended up, if we, uh, if I drove good and the car was good and we hit it right, I knew we'd be somewhere up front in the end. Um, in the first beginning of that race, we didn't do anything. Um, and then we got a really long green flag run 
uh, then that was kind of key. I kind of got sat down in my rhythm and put my head down and just went, went, went. So uh, for next year, the plan's kind of the same. You're going to go back to Bridgeport? That's that's what I believe. Uh, I know there's been a lot of rumors. Um, there's been a lot of uh, almost things happening, you know, with different car owners and, and such. And yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. to be honest with you, I, I don't know what will happen, you know. Uh, is I believe um, I bet money that I, I'd continue to run my stuff. Um, and no matter what, I'm always going to have my race team, uh, no matter who I drive for. Um, I, I will always have a race team and, and race uh, some racing out of it. I, I refuse to completely shut it down. Right. Um, I have too many good guys, uh, and, and I enjoy it too much uh, with my own equipment. You know, I mean, the big deal is financially, you know. Uh, when I look at guys like Matt Shepard and Sword Reason, you know they're they're smart enough where they're they're making they're making a lot not just because they're winning but their percentage um, and they got someone to help foot the bill or over foot the bill for them um, and that's kind of the direction I'd like to be. Uh, I definitely take a ride if, if it was the right one. Uh, there was a couple one guy I talked to that I think something could have happened, um, but there were so many rumors out there and nobody really knew. No, and I didn't really know. Um, I'm <laughs> still talking to the guy today. I got off the phone, you know. I'm not saying any names, but um, as far as I know, I'm going to be in my own stuff, and I, I, I do believe that will happen. Uh, I'm not against running running anyone else's stuff. I'd actually really enjoy it um, to, to get out and experience different things, you know. And I think it'd be good for everybody, you know, around me and for me uh, as learning, you know, as a, as a younger guy. So it. Let's say you do take the nor uh, the three fifty seven ride, right? And you keep your own race team. Would you keep your race team doing like uh, Brett Dale stuff only, or what? What would your plan be for that? Um, I mean, it all depends on what he would want to do. You know, um, I don't really know what will happen with with anybody. I think either almost has a driver and did announce it, or everyone's kind of got a driver. Um, I don't, I don't know what, what Norm's plan is, um, and, uh, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen. Um, a guy like Norm, he might want to only do a few track deal with me or a few race deal with me, um, and it just all depends on what is he willing to do, you know, um, and I got to make sure it's where I need to be, too, you know. That, yeah, that, that's uh, true. We both got to help each other out, you know. Our so, last week, our last Monday night's guest, Danny Johnson, he's looking for like another ride too. So you know, just just putting that thought in your head too. Yeah, if no, you dri- you know, if you drive for somebody else, you're like you don't want your car sitting dormant. You know, hey, uh, Johnson, a call. <laughs> yeah, he's another legend that's been around forever. Yeah, oh yeah, seen him do Doc. some stuff. Yeah, that's the guy you want to watch how to do lap traffic. Is that man right there? Doc. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, no, I was going to say, so let's just, uh, you know, let's just think out loud here. So let's say. I always you know, do. Let's just say, you know, uh, somebody approached you and. Say it, Mike. Say they it want, who? They want you to drive their car. Are you going to try to, are you going to say, hey, you know, I'll run your car, but I want to run this track rather than run this track? Um, It would all depend on where they're located, um, what they're willing and able to do financially. Um, and it all comes down to equipment, uh, budget and location. Um, and obviously how easy it is and your and how easy it is to get along with the person and, and your relationship with the person. 
Yep, um, yep. I've been lucky enough. I've been able to talk to some veterans, um, some guys that I, I've looked up to all my life, uh, not only as race car drivers, but the people, um, about a couple uh, people that I talk to. Um, and, and it's all about compromising. And um, I, I think that some people don't know, but some people think I'm not available and I'm kind of settled down on my own stuff. That's not the case. You know, I'm really eager to get out and, do some different like rides and sponsors and, and anything you know i think every driver wants a sponsor but rides are also a very cool and unique thing every ride is unique you know and different and you learn from from the the team you're going into and uh i, I want to do more of that you know you're gonna be going back to the action track next year uh on yep, a weekly yep. basis that's good the plan. That's you're the doing plan, yeah you're actually doing quite well in those open wheel stuff too yeah, it's something different. You know, I think Quitstone, uh, that's another Doug Rose deal. He does a great show. Um, I know they're making the track a little bit uh, different. Um, I know they didn't really publish it, but I know I've seen some pictures on social media. Uh, and I haven't really even talked to Doug about what he's doing to the track. But uh looks like he's making it a little bit wider and some different banking in the corners. It looks pretty pretty neat. You know, him and uh, Tobias there, they do a great job. I mean, to make a track like Bridgeport, you know, from yeah. scratch... Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had some places to look at, but, like, that first night, yeah, it was rough, but it was racy. It was almost where they wanted it, out of the box, you know. Right. That's where Richie does a great job. I, he one of the best track guys I've seen. He was a so, hell of a wheelman, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what I hear. Uh, he was, <laughs> I hear he was, oh, he was interesting to watch. Oh, when, when I was uh, living up in New York and that man would show up to, like, Orange County for an Eastern States, that man was the show. He was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch. That guy drove everything. Very versatile. Well, look who his father was. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to start going with you to some of these negotiations with owners because, oh, as a Bridgeport regular, I'm gonna be upset if you're not there next year. <laughs> that's the plan. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna happen. Um, I'm almost positive, um, and, and that's that's where I'd like to be. Um, you know, that's that's the way I lean. Um, and and it's not that I wouldn't do anything else, but that's that's where I want to be at, you know. And I've been doing so good there, um, you know. I've been very I'm very thankful to have a place that I do really good at for whatever reason it is. We just get get around good there, um, and it's one of the coolest places. And it's a new place and it has a lot of hype. And uh, you know, I got pretty lucky in that aspect of it. Yeah, and I think next year, you know, there's going to be some other drivers that are going to make switches from you know, whatever track they're running to Bridgeport. So I think uh, Bridgeport's going to have a really good next, really good year next year with, with these really good car counts. Not only yeah, big, no, not only too. big, yeah, not only big car counts, but, you know, like quality drivers too. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I always tell everyone, I, I really wish every night I went to the races, I can race against uh, Mad Shepard, Stuart Friesen, uh, the pouches. I really wish they, Danny Bach and all them guys, you know, Howard and, Strunk and Von Dorn, you know, I, and Goulart, I wish I could race against them every single night because um, you're only going to get better by racing against them. Yeah. If you were to go race against nobody, what are you learning? You're not nothing. You're not learning what anything. What are you learning? You know, so that's where the Dale shows, I think, especially like the Port Royal, the 200 deal. Um, I've learned more in those big shows like the Carolina deal. Uh, what was I forgot what month it is. It was not like a month after Georgetown. Uh, like with the whole COVID deal something. going down the yeah, track I think it was like, yeah. I've learned more in those trips than I've learned in all my weekly 
deals combined. You know, those are the, the trips that I love to do. That's what they say is watch watch the veterans, like pick their brains, watch what they do and stuff like that. And plus, like you yeah. said, running, running against them. It's, yeah, it's only going to make you better. If you want to get better, brace against Shepard and them. I would go up, you know, go up the land of legends next year. That that Saturday night is packed full of those guys like that. Not oh, yeah. saying down here yeah. isn't either. I mean, but you're 16 years old and you go out there, especially watching you the shows I got to see this year on Flow Racing. You look like a 20 year vet. It, it's it's incredible to watch somebody at your age be able to do what you're doing right now. And forget. You got like two years up on some of these guys that we just mentioned too, because they all started probably around sixteen or so. It's, you're, you're just—it's incredible to watch you and Dylan Sawyer too. Yeah, I think he's one guy that that we're going to hear a lot more of. Um, I already slingshots with with him at a pretty young age, uh, and then right after the slingshots, he kind of went asphalt modified racing, and I went yeah. uh, at the time sportsman racing, um, and that's—he's good. Um, I tell everybody that, and. Uh, He'll be one to watch for, you know. I'm sure he'll be one of the one of the greats, you know, years and years from now when you look back, and he'll be a name you remember. Yeah, it's gonna be you know. I think everyone. I I I hope to God it does. If it was us, I'd be thrilled. Um, It's gonna be you two guys. It's you two guys are potentially right now. I know you're only 18 and 16. Could be the next Stuart Friesen and Matt Shepard. I mean, those guys obviously are going to make their mark or have made their mark already, but they're not done. It's going to be you two or the next, in my opinion. I, I hope so. <laughs> I I'm just, hope. Trying, I'm awesome. just saying I try to get a free shirt out of you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, I've been, yeah, in all seriousness, you, you, you two guys are you're something else, and you're, you're really good kids, too. And um, I know I know uh, Dylan's owner personally is a great team. You have a great <clears throat> team, too, behind you with Jason and your father. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think everyone needs a great team uh, to do anything. You know, you can't – if you don't have a good team, you're not doing anything. You know, no. that's, that's the bottom line. Uh, you can't do it by yourself. Uh, I don't really care what anybody says. Not, not in this day and age um, with how far technology's come and financially how, how hard it is. Um, there's just no way you cannot do it without – you can't do it on a big scale without a lot of support. Uh, I'm very lucky with that. You know, I have some great crew guys. Uh, and I've had a lot of guys uh, that that have taught me, you know, along along the way, uh, and seen me grow up uh, not only as a person but as a race car driver. Um, and uh, it, it's been great. And there's, like I said, there's been a couple of veterans that you know I could call up on a Sunday or talk to, and hey, what do you think about this? You know, like I don't I don't know what, when I don't know what to do. Uh, there's a couple of guys I reach out to, and they're probably, if you ask me, the greatest of all time. You know. Um, so I'm really, really, really lucky in that aspect. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to be able to reach out to them, but it's another thing just to have the respect of them. Oh, absolutely. And if you uh, if you go back and you listen to our episode that we did last or earlier this week with Danny Johnson, I mean, he wouldn't take credit for pretty much anything. He's like, he's a guy with great teams. I had great teams. He wouldn't take – he was never like, yeah, that was – I drove a great race or, you know, whatever. It was just always I had a great team, so – you know, yeah, that's really the bottom line. Yeah. That's definitely the bottom line. And, you know, even in that Bridgeport race I won, you know, without my team, they made the, the right call tire-wise. And um, it was just, uh, I don't know, we made the right decisions and everything just fell in place. And I got I got some good breaks, you know. I really, I tell everyone, if, if a lot of the drivers had the, the car and team that I have, 
Um, I think there'd be some more uh, superstars in this sport, you know, and uh, I, I really hope that uh, one day I could be, you know, a, a good driver night in and night out and win races, you know, like a, a Matt or Stewart. And I look at Matt Williamson, you know, he's killing all of us, <laughs> especially yeah, right. with these big money shows. He's just... Money Matt. He shows up in a big money show. Yep, Money Matt. He's gonna he's gonna be there. You know, and, and a guy like him. You know, at Port Royal, I learned a lot from racing with him. You know, I I learned a lot of that race uh, from everybody I raced with. So uh, this year was also the first time you dabbled a little bit in the with a big block too, wasn't it? Yeah, we uh, we purchased a used uh, big block off uh, Jake's Breaker, um, and what happened is we blew up. We actually blew up a motor at Bridgeport. Uh, it was just a part failure, and uh, we actually have a our motor guy. I could, on a day like today and this time of year uh, with the snow on the ground, I'm happy able to see his house available pretty closely. Uh, he lives right down the road from me, and he only does me and a couple other guys' motors. Um, and he he does a great job. You know, his name is Jeff Murray, and he kills it with the motors. Um, we had a little part failure uh, on a spec head that blew up at Bridgeport, and we were running one car, uh, the same car we were in at Diamond. We turn over the night that night, coming home from Diamond and run at Bridgeport. Um, oh, and right. it was just getting too hard. We were in like three or four weeks like that, and we don't get home from Diamond till like two o'clock in the morning just because of the travel. Um, and uh, so we get home and like Tyler, Pete, we were dragging them. Um, and we'd be leaving the shop at four in the morning, five in the morning, you know. When you get home and you sat there for an hour, you see you got light out and you hear the birds chirping and we got to leave at Bridgeport for 12, 12, we, any later than one o'clock, we're going to be in trouble. Uh, so right. usually realistically we get out of there at like one o'clock um, from the shop. So we were doing that and it got so hard. And we're like, we need to do something. We need another motor. Um, and Spraker had a big block uh, and it was actually one of uh, Stu's guys, uh, Tommy that that kept harping me on it and I'm like yeah I I get weird about buying used motors but uh Spraker's a really good guy and he's always been good to me uh, we right. bought some used motors out and we've never got burned you know uh so I was like yeah whatever you know we'll do it and it was probably one of the best purchases we made all year you know and uh they were in Port Royal and it's in great shape uh Murray says so we're gonna refresh it and have it for next year um, Orange County next year is running some special big block shows on a Thursday night. Are, um, are you going to take, are, do you have any plans or are you thinking about taking a big block up there? Um, I didn't really think about it. I mean, if, if the racing looked like it was something I was interested in, um, I don't think it'd be surprising to go do it, you know, for me. Um, I think I need to run some more Hoosier slick stuff, you know, um, I think I need to get better. And that's why guys like Williamson, Shepard and Freezer. Those to me are the top three best guys, modified. No, nobody's better than them consistently. Um, but they also race on the, some of the slicker stuff, and you know what? They're just better drivers all the way around. They got the experience. Now Williamson, he's got some good experience. You know, he's been doing it for a little bit. Um, and uh, I think I, as a driver, as a young driver, I need to be on that slick track to to be a better, better driver. So you have a little bit of an interesting. Uh, let's say everything is normal next year in 2021, possibly going up to New York a little bit more here and there. Um, you know, I think it all plays out on the schedule, you know, if everything right. was normal right. and like they all, if they all had all his planned races. Um, and honestly, at this point, I don't, I'm sure. I know Pennsylvania as of tonight, they just tried locking out all the restaurants and stuff back yep. down the theaters yep. and stuff like that. 
um, it doesn't look good for the state of New York or Pennsylvania, you know. So um, you never know what Dale is going to do in travel. I give a lot of uh, credit to Brett. He's done a great job. Um, but uh, to answer your question, yeah, I'd really like to. You know, the, the problem is, is, you know, there's so many different motor rules. All right, so now I have to have a big block in one of my cars. Now i got to go by Hoosiers. Um, and now I'm running another night out of the week where yeah. we're already going to race two nights a week. Three minimum of three with quits down. So right. yeah, yes. All right, I'm fine with racing. I like that, but I have to make sure I could do it uh, logistically. Make sure I'm best prepared. You know, I don't want to choose the qual the quantity over the quality. Right, and burn yourself out too. Exactly. You know, you got to keep your stuff fresh. You, yeah, you can't yep. kill yourself. You know, nope. and that's the whole reason. Like coming back to why we bought that big block uh, from Spraker, there was just the uh, we couldn't not me was one thing but my guys you know i can't keep them there all night and like when we wash our race car we strip it right down the bare frame i don't know if any of you guys were at bridgeport the original strano weekend um no we had to wash that car from the qualifying night and we had it stripped down on the frame and everyone's like why are you stripping it well when we wash the car we do it full bore um and i feel if we halfway wash a car um and halfway not bolt it and try and go race the next day we're not prepared as we should be. Now I feel like I'm not, I'm not putting my best effort into it, and uh, it was just getting too hard, you know. So uh, you gotta, you gotta pick the the quality. You know, you can't kill yourself and try and do too much. Oh, that makes sense. And if you if you, if you look at a guy like Matt Shepard too, he's I, I feel like he's kind of the same way. He's he's uh, he's very meticulous in in the races that he picks, and he won't over race right. himself. Yep. Yep. I mean, look at Scott Bloomquist. You know, if you look at some of some of his past years, there's years he only raced 30, 35, maybe 40 races. Right. I'm sure less than that because if he was struggling, you know, and he felt like he was off somewhere, he stopped for a minute, thought about what was going on, and fixed his issue and tested a little bit and raced a little bit. And yeah, you got to race to get to get to get yourself out of the slump, but you, you don't, if you know you got a problem, you don't just race to race, you know, so you just got to be smart about it. And like, that's where Kevin Bates is, uh, as my crew chief, he does a very, very good job, uh, as being, he was once the young one trying to race all the time. And there's a lot of times we'll like, think about what you're trying to do here. You know, you gotta, you gotta be smart about it. Yeah. And I can only imagine trying to run, you know, 90 races a year is probably <laughs> just absolutely rolling. <laughs> Yeah, those World of Outlaw guys. Yeah, those World of Outlaw guys. Just they're all over the place. I don't know how they do it. That's just a like Mike said. That's just a grueling, grueling schedule. Like, oh, we gotta pack up and go. We gotta pack up and go. It's like, damn. Yeah. You know what though? Australia too now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think one different deal. uh, The different thing about like an outlaw deal, uh, like a World of Outlaw late models or sprint car deal. When they have uh, like a the nice rig with a stacker, and they have like probably the driver and two or three guys, you know. Yeah. Um, when they're yes. so used to living on the road and that's their family, they have everything in that trailer. Um, so I think they get to the point where they just don't know a whole lot better anymore, you know. And they're just that's everything they're focused on in life, um, which you need to be at that point. Right. And uh, you know they just they work and work and work and anyone that could do that. Um, to me is 
one of the another thing any driver will tell you it's hard to find good help which i'm lucky i got some good help um and, and me and my help are also learning um but those guys that can do that they're the best help you can get because they're experienced and they're smart and they've done it you know um and uh it, it's a dream i think for any young kid or racer um that's what you want to do at one point you know you want to experience that quote-unquote road life and racing like that and you figure those world of outlaw guys probably have two complete cars in the hauler plus yeah. enough parts yep. to build a third one yeah you ever see inside yep. one of those yeah, oh yeah i saw one I, yeah i saw one time steve kinzer's like what the hell is that and he's like oh yeah i ran out of chassis so he had so you know i guess from his shop or something run out to stock his trailer full of chassis I was like, holy yep. shit. You, he goes, you could literally, he goes, seriously, you could build a car out of here. He goes, we yep. have to. We, we don't have time really to go back to the shop, refresh and all that. We don't. We, we're like three, four. Yeah. No, that's crazy. We're on the go. And you know what? The sprint car guys are very smart. Uh, and when they assemble things, sprint cars are way easier to work on and modify. You know, some of the sprint car guys bust us modify guys. Yeah. Um, with all the sheet metal. You know, but when I drove, like, the Wingless Sprint Car for Paul here, I loved it. Um, it was an awesome experience. You could feel the difference, too, in, like, the air uh, with the body, you know, with the downforce. Right. And it's something else. And then the Sprint Car stuff so much easier to work on. You know, it's it's crazy. Like Would you want this parts? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Some torsion it's... arms and torsion bar, rear end. You know, it's a little bit more simpler. Our modified, we have just a handful of some bigger parts and it's broken down into more pieces that bolt together, you know? Right. Are you going to do more sprint car stuff or depends? Um, as of right now, I don't really think so. Um, that's not really my plan. Um, if something were to come about, you know, you got to think about it. I I'm, I'm open to anything. That's true. You know, there's not one thing I, I'm not shutting anything down. You know, I, I'd always have to sit and think about it. Um, and, possibly take a good any opportunity is worth looking at in my eyes any you know um so like i always tell everyone i have no idea when i'm gonna end up racing uh if i'll race for a living or not i hope to hopefully i'm i'm good enough um and i'm smart enough to put myself in a position where i could do it um and, and if i can make a good living racing that's what i'll do but if not well i'm not gonna live completely broke my whole life too you know yeah. you gotta figure something out I mean, you're on your way. Like, like you get the right people behind you, and that 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 could very well possibly happen for you. Yeah, I mean, it happened for anybody, you know. Um, yeah, I'm just lucky. Know. I got some good people behind me, and they they're introducing me to more and more people, right. and it's never stopping. And I don't think it stops, no matter what age you are, you know. Uh, a guy like me, or you know, a 16 years old, or a guy like Red Hearn, he's still meeting new people, you know. <clears throat> That's the uh, that's the one word that Brian doesn't like. Oh, Brad Hearn. Brett <laughs> the Jet. That's, that's yeah, that's kind of like uh, blasphemy here. Brett the Jet. I mean, hey, I mean I'll, I'll get you a twenty shirt. <laughs> oh, I can, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean we are low on toilet paper here. Thank you for that. Thank you for looking out for me. I mean, I got oh. my son. My, everybody to my son is Danny Johnson, so it's a, you know that's how it rolls here. But it also, Brett's probably one of the best of all. One of the one of the best of all time. Who do you think the best is then? If you got a name. In my in my honest opinion, it's Kenny Brightville. As there's a hush that's over. That's a the hard. Brett. That's a hard question. It is a hard question. 
because there's no right answer to it. I mean, if you want to break no. it down, I mean, here, here's my argument, and these guys have heard me say this is for, what, the 1,000th time? Yeah. Kenny Brightbill is the winningest driver at Reading. That there alone puts you into conversation of being the greatest of all time. And if you look, every everybody back in that day raced at Reading. Dick Tobias, Al Tazzini, Schneider, Bobby Gerhardt, Dave Kelly. The, the list goes on and on. But it, it's probably broken down to error. I'd have to say Hearn had his error, but then you could put Danny Johnson, Alan Johnson, Bob McCready, and those guys in that argument, too. So do you think Bright Bill is better than – I'm going to say, obviously, Pouch, then, if you really think he's the best. He's better than everybody, really. So, does old man Pouch I've seen, I've seen a, for you? Yes, so, absolutely. I always have Billy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I also have him in, like, the versatile, too. His versatility, Billy Pouch is like. Yeah, same thing with Kenny. Kenny's in the uh, National Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame also. So, you know what That's I mean? True. I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's like yeah, the pick between – it's close. If you want to go – it's close between the two of them. I know Billy's got more wins and all that, but the, the, those two t- – and Jimmy Horton too. I think I think for, for His me, versatility, but, he's, uh, you know, it's it's a me, tough question. I, so right is, for, I think for me what makes uh, Kenny Brightbill really stand out is, you know, his – his ability to build his own race. I mean, he really didn't buy any race cars. He always built his own stuff. 35 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. His first car he, he got really bought for 35 bucks. And, and he didn't really cars. want to race. <laughs> he didn't even want to race. He just happened to wander into the pits at a track and talk to some guys. And, you know, a couple of years later, he ends up in a car and the battery's falling out. Why he's going awesome. around the track and stuff. So I think, a lot of that has to do with why. Uh, yeah, you know, there's, I, it's too I, bad I, there's not more of it, too, you know? Like, there's no, not more right. stories like that. Right, and, it, it, like, uh, same thing with Bob McCready. Bob McCready, back then, Troyer was the big deal for those upstate boys. Bob, yeah. I've heard stories. Bob would get his Troyer chassis, and he cut it all apart, like, reconfigure and come up with this, whatever the hell Bob decided to come up with. Plus, Bob did some wind tunnel work with his cars, too. Yeah, ahead of his time. Right. You know, that's so, really, it's funny you mentioned that $35 deal, Kenny Brightville. That's how I got the number 84. I shouldn't say bought. Uh, my grandfather and his brother, they spent $84 on a race car. Okay. And they were done. So oh, when they wow. needed a number, that was like their budget, $84. So that's, that's, that's cool. In the car and there she lived. What was that? That is, that is cool. So who do you consider the greatest? Ball. How do you consider, who do you consider the greatest of all time since you bought it up? It's a tough question, right? I mean, everybody has like, – Kenny happens to be my favorite of all time, too, so. Yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta at least consider Brightbill, Pouch. Yep. Now, in a few years, I should say, in a little bit more than that, like 10, 15 years, you're going to start thinking – and Shepard. Matching it and Shepard. And, and Williams. Williamson, probably. Williamson, he'll eventually be in that conversation. Um, so – I don't know, you know. I always raise the question, who was better in their prime with Brett Hearn or Storch Reason? And Hearn. that's another I'm thing. sorry. I, I, I picked Hearn. Yeah, yeah, I do. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I would I sorry. Even, I even think Matt Shepard is, is better than Stuart Friesen. Not taking anything away from Friesen, but currently? Wow, yeah, I said Hearn. I picked Hearn, didn't I? Wow. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Friesen had a great year this year, but uh that's that's one that's one year. Shepard has those years every year. You know, Shepard had, <laughs> yeah, yeah, had an off year this year, but he's used to winning 30, 30 plus races every single year. 
I know what you're saying. I see. I I can't. I'm biased though because I know okay. Stuart and I don't really know Matt. So that's cool. I'm biased. Hey, listen to our show. You'll get to know him. Yeah, listen, listen <laughs> it was good. No, it was, yeah, it was a good interview. It was a really good interview. Um, like, so, like, what's that? We, I, I listened to the Jeff one. What's that? I listened to the Jeff Shrunk one. You said we got to redo that one. That yeah, we got to redo that one. That one, that one was like, yeah, it kept cutting out and kicking. I only, I only that. saw part of it. That's a beers he told me. Jason, he told me that too, but I only saw part of it. That's my man right and there. I was laughing. Listen, listen to the Matt Shepard episode. It was, it was actually a really good interview. Same thing with Kenny, yeah, and the Kenny Brightbill one was too. It's like, wow, those guys. It, it, it's, it's just amazing, is what it is with the two of them. It's, uh, and uh, even like myself, you know, people think that Matt Shepard has unlimited funds, but it's, it's far from when you, when you listen to the episode. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I think that's an interesting, and it's cool to see you guys get more involved and see more stuff that goes on. You know, from yes. the fan perspective. It's very hard to understand what really goes on. I didn't understand it I, until, like, my sports in year, and I got in. And I got, in 2018 and earlier 2019, I got introduced and met so many people and, like, my idols. And right. When I walked into – and I met Store Freeze and walked into a shop. Like, when you think of Store Freeze, you're mad. Oh, it's going to be this big, nice shop, all nice lighting boxes. <laughs> no, it's not the case for anybody. Right. There's very few. Like, very few, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people lose sight is what a lot of those guys did, um, Matt and Stuart, uh, and anybody really that did it for a living. At one point you had to rough it to get to, to, to oh, your yeah, next absolutely. Good opportunity. you know, yeah. so those guys, they definitely don't take anything for granted. And, uh, you know, any racer, especially like I like Matt, um, I don't know what his whole sponsorship deal is, but I know he owns some of it. Um, and you gotta be smart. Uh, and what you do, and where you spend money, and where you don't. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so I think a lot of people lose track of that, and they they just think that you know everyone's got all these cars lined up, and it's all about yeah, it's all equipment's a huge part of it, but the preparation um, and what the drivers themselves put into um, all the almost all the drivers I know that take it seriously, everyone works on their own stuff. Right. So, and uh, some people I think don't understand that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you being a driver and stuff, and you know, I mean, it sounds like you know Friesen a little bit and stuff. So, when you see got when like you know, obviously Friesen and Shepard, you know, they're one when they're two. with yeah, when they're one and two when they show up at track, there's a pretty damn good chance one of them could win the race. But when you see yeah. other yeah, when you see other fans online, they're like, oh, you know, Friesen's got traction control or Shepard's got traction control. Yeah, come on. You, for you as a driver, does that kind of like does that kind of like you make your your blood boil a little yeah. bit? Does it annoy well, you? You just kind of laugh at it, really. And you know, there's a couple bigger names. I won't say any name, but there's a couple. There's always a couple bigger name drivers point names at another bigger name. Um, but the reality of it, there isn't much that really goes on. I can tell you that. Um, well, my, the cars right. are too technologically advanced, you know, and suspended. Yeah, like, your your traction control is your right it's foot. It's hard to get away with anything. Yeah. And even traction control, anybody that ever tried it, that I ever, like, ever started talking about it. Yeah, they get rid of it. They hated it. Yeah, yeah. They hated it. Like, you can't drive, like, unless you're on a completely glass-like track. Race port. But if you hit any bite, you're just bogged oh, right down. Yeah. And you're tight, and you can't do anything. Like, you need that throttle. Like, you need that. You know, right. that's important. But, no, it's, uh, 
I don't think a lot of people, drivers, you know, the drivers don't really care about it. Um, but one interesting thing, when I was down at Tri-County, um, it was actually the night after I finished second. Um, I remember that that night, um, all those good big name guys that were there, yeah, they were tearing their cars down, uh, just like how I talked about how I tore mine down at Bridgeport. Right. You know, when you look in the pits, you saw Jeff Strunk, you saw Sorefreeze, and you saw Matt Shepard, uh, you saw the Decker gang. Um, I forget, but it was all all the big names. They were there. They were tearing their cars down. They were clean, they were doing everything that, right. you know, um, and they were making sure they had everything done and finished and cleaned right up. And, you know, like Stuart and Matt, you never knew their cars raced, you know, and they had a maintenance just like they were at the shop, you know, um, and I try and take that attitude. And uh, when I go to these shows, like kind of what I did at Bridgeport, uh, but not only that, when I, I bring that back to my shop and my guys, you know, um, anybody, I don't take away any credit from any driver um, that's doing it for a living. Um, that's, they work hard, you know, and I think from the fans' perspective, not everybody sees that. Um, yeah, and no yeah, matter no. what, I think everyone's got to respect, you know, like obviously you respect Brett Hearn to the point where you can say he's good. Everyone's got to respect Absolutely. that. You know, he put in a lot of work. Yes, he and did. Effort and and yes, time. Did. And that's yeah, why he's good. Even someone that's not as good, they probably put in, not if not to it, close to it, you know. And it's cool to see that, like, with the whole We the Fans page, you know, take off. That, that grew really quick and it blew up really quick. Uh, you see the fans, but you see also, like, with this podcast, Talking to Drivers, you see uh, from their perspective, you know, it, it's pretty neat to see. Oh, the amount of stuff, yeah, the amount of stuff we have learned this uh, this first season doing this podcast is is ridiculous. You know, stuff we never even knew about, stuff we never even thought about, and drivers just like bring stuff to your attention. It's it's been, it's been really cool and, and really eye opening. And hopefully, you know, we're we're helping educate other fans so that you know, obviously, people are still always gonna you know be like, oh, you know, that guy's cheating or that guy's cheating. But hopefully, now they can start to see how much time and preparation guys actually put into this you know, on a week-on and week-off basis. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, and I think a, a lot of guys, or a lot of fans, and some guys, too, they lose perspective, as in a lot of these racers, um, almost everyone gets along with each other. You know, everyone could talk about the Ryan Godown and Pouch feud. Um, I've seen Ryan Godown and Pouch Jr. bust each other's, you know what I mean, at the driver's meeting. And you know what? Yeah, when they get on that racetrack, they're going to hate each other. Yeah, absolutely. But there's like, a mutual respect in there somewhere. You know what? And, and anybody could admit that. There's there's res- some ex- respect for each other, you know? Uh, like, if I if I were to race Mike or something, you know, we're, we're all cool. We're good friends and all that. We're tight. You put two helmets on, strap me and him in a car, I'm going to race him real hard. I might even drive him dirty a little bit to win. I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I'm putting Brian in the yeah. wall. Just I'm going to dump him. I don't care if it's for 100 bucks or 10 I'm dumping him. I'll dump him for a Dr. Pepper. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you're saying. And we're going to cancel like our best, asses off about it, you know? The best rivalry. Who do you think the best rivalry is? Danny Johnson and Brett Hearn. Yeah. I, I, I was there. I saw it. So that's, you know, I'm a little biased to it. But those two, over those when Danny was in the Freightliner and uh, Hearn had the bud, hands down, in my opinion, was Hearn and Danny. Those two, I don't care what anybody else says, they raced that much harder when those two got near each other or in the same field as together. I saw it. I saw it weekly at Orange County, and I got to see it at some of the Super Dirt Series races, too. 
Hands yeah. down. Yeah. According to Danny, they don't invite each other over for barbecue. They don't, which I, I am totally. I, I was floored. I was shocked. They don't even exchange Christmas cards. We got. We have to change that, Alex. Uh, that's funny. We're but here. I, to you know what? I never got to together. experience it. I never got to really experience it in person because I wasn't doing like a cell yet. So I'm like, no, I'm no, you aren't even. No, you know? I think your father but was going to do it. Yeah, I'm sure. He was probably <laughs> before puberty hit. Probably yeah, done. around there. Yeah, I saw him a cup of coffee too. So I did see that. some pretty cool YouTube videos though. It, it was amazing. Witness it. That place was electric at Orange County. It was 50-50. You either were a Brett Hearn fan or you were a Danny Johnson fan. It was just, and, there's still a lot of and they there's raced each other cool. clean. For the most part, they raced each other clean. They might lean on each other a little harder, but they raced hard, well, real Alex, hard. Yeah. Even, even though you missed that one, you still get to witness a great one right now, and you get to race with these guys. You yes, know, because you do. the the Shepherd and the and the Friesen rivalry right now is is going to go down as one of the greatest ever. I think. I don't know. It's just hard. Yes, to tell it's different. Those two are different. And it's going to be you and Dylan, too, because I'm going to make sure I start that shit. So. <laughs> or maybe we'll start Maybe we'll start with you you and the old man there. Like, you should, yeah, here comes Kid Rocket, so move over, old man, Billy, to kid my ass. <laughs> I mean, uh, for somebody who wasn't a really, I have it. No, Mike I've, had the pleasure I've, of doing that. I've been there a couple times this year. Pretty cool. It's, it is really amazing. cool. But somebody, somebody has to dethrone Couch Senior, and I'm You're hoping it, right I'm hoping I'm hoping it's you. Uh, you know, nothing, I think next year you. next year should be interesting. It should, but you have see now you have some laps on there as a young driver, and well, and you won that big race, and you just kept getting better and better and better, and it's like this kid's got this place figured out. Holy crap! Uh, we got comfortable quick, but you know, I think. Another thing you gotta look at is Pouch being wise and having some yes, experience. Yes, absolutely. Those first couple of weeks, Pouch didn't do anything. Not really, crazy. no. But like that third and fourth week, he got better and better, and then he won, and then he, you know, he was just he figured it out. You know, he figured it out quick to be consistently good. You know, more than most drivers. Um, he was very smart about it, uh, and he he has a very good perspective and, and angle about it. Um, and which I've tried to pay attention to and learn from too, you know, um, when, when you race against him, you know, I, I'm not going to say a whole lot, but you know, he, he has this couple moves at Bridgeport, you know, he's going to do, you know, right. when he's behind somebody, you just know it. And he, you could read it, you know, and just like he could probably read mine, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, he's, uh, he's definitely smart about it. I think another driver, and as much as I hate to admit this, I think another driver that's going to be uh, one to watch at Bridgeport next year is is Ryan Watt. You know, he didn't he didn't pick up a win there this year, but he was damn fast and he had a lot. Of, towards a, towards the end of the year, he got better. He had a lot of yeah, and you know what? That Serrano race, he might have been better than me. Really, like he ran me down. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, know. But if he it was just seemed not. like you I were picking. Know. I don't know. It, you seemed to outsmart him. That's what that was my opinion. I didn't opinion. know he was there to be honest. When he was like pretty much past me in the corner, and I was all the way in the wall on the outside of the lap cars, I didn't know anybody was there. So somebody said something about it after the race. I was like, "What are you talking about?" You're like, "Watt was pretty much past you on the inside." I'm like, "When was this?" Oh yeah, how did you wind up flipping your car after that? Oh, uh, <laughs> I figured <laughs> I'll never hear the end of this. I get to be I, on I, my deathbed, and someone's going to ask well, me Well, I it. mean, yeah, it was kind of like a CD <laughs> Coville kind of thing. Like, yep, that CD would do that. 
Um, uh, well, I don't know. Long story short, I saw two white flags. Um, they threw the checkered a little bit late, like until it was like underneath it. Uh, I was kind of confused. But, Hell, ten grand, I'm not going to slow down, you know. Nope. So I kept going, and then a, a lap car spun out, and everyone started scrambling, and I got. Um, and in the mix of everyone scrambling, when I got hit in the right rear in the quarter panel, and it just shot me up in the wall, and that was that, you know. Well, thank God you're all right, obviously. Yeah, the car, uh, Strunk's old man cleaned it up. It didn't cost a hell of a lot, to be honest. Everyone thinks I took out the winnings right there. It didn't cost, it cost me the lap money. <laughs> you know, I, the 10 grand's still there. You know, it's the lap money that got eaten up. But The lap right. money was pretty good for that race, too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I got I got a good amount there. Yeah. yeah, it was it was good, but still wasn't as good as that ten grand. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that the last lap was the, the the most paying lap. Yeah, yeah. Well, all I know is that at least uh, you know when I'm really old and I hopefully have grandkids one day, I can tell them about it. You know, there's videos out there now. You know. <laughs> well, I, well, I'll probably be dead when that happens, so I can I couldn't tell your grandkids <laughs> what happened. Um. Any any big races that you'd like to win at on your radar at your young age? Um, there's not one specific one, but I just want to win some daylight races here. I haven't won a daylight race. I've been second to Pratt, and it was all over him. It was Pratt, me, and Friesen. Uh, it was the top three, and I was close. Uh, there was a caution that killed me. I think if the caution had come out, uh, we at least would have been racing for the lead. Um right. Yeah, and he had a motor blown up, so the caution kind of saved him. As and it was, if he just kept on the gas, it was probably just going to eventually blow up, you know. Um, so I'd, I'd like to just win some day out races here, you know, and eventually uh, I'd like to be able to competitively. I mean, I think I'm pretty not close. I'm competitive in these 200 lap races. Uh, I put together some solid top tens, you know, with the good team I have. Um, but I'd like to start being able to run. Uh, in the top three, you know, pushing for the win, like a fifty, those like fifteen, fifty-three thousand dollars to win races. You know, you'll get them. You'll get That's what everybody wants. Uh uh-huh, Hopefully, you know, we we'll just have to see what happens. You have to start dumping Matt Williamson. Yeah, just dump his ass. <laughs> Don't worry about. It. We got. We'll have a case of Bud Light to kind of take it off. It'll distract him when it. You'll be fine. Yeah, but he likes oh, Bud Light. Canadian man. Yeah, or just yeah, or just give him Bud Light. Say here, Matt, this is for you for the guys later. Why? You'll see. Oh. It, yeah, no, they guy. they He's got a good, good operation. Guy. Those are those. They, Matt has a good operation himself. When that when they show up with that Barons car, there's some good guys over there. We parked right next to them at Port Royal, um, and they just have a good operation. You know, I have a lot of respect for that, for that whole clan there, and they do a great job. Uh, that shop is from back home around me, where I'm originally <laughs> from. It is. It's right 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 in the black dirt. Isn't that, isn't that where you told uh, Matt to have Jeff Barrett take him, like the black dirt or something? And he's like, he what is, is that, in the bar? black dirt. No, that was Quaker, Quaker Creek. They oh. they have, uh, he makes his own smoked meats and kibasis and stuff. But yeah, the first, yeah, first thing Matt Williams thinks of, is that a bar? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's a dumpster fire over here. <laughs> Tony, well, we gotta start taxing them when they come. come oh, it costs us two bucks to call them too. Tax them, shit. He owes really? me and Mike. Yeah, he owes me and Mike two dollars for the international call. No, nah, you gotta be smarter about it. You gotta get a couple T-shirts. Ah, ah, yeah, and then whack See, them on gotta, the shipping. You gotta look different. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, all right. All right, Alex. All right. You I'll have a different you. angle on it. I'm gonna text Matt Williamson as soon as this interview's over. It's gonna cost Mike ten dollars <laughs> to do. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, good thing. Is there like a weekly track you guys go to? No, I'm a Bridgeport guy. All right, I go, I go wherever. Sometimes I like to go to Sealings Grove. I want to see a sprint car race. Sometimes I'll go back home. Sealings Grove is awesome. I can't wait till the modifieds go there. Uh, we're look, we all of us might be there next year for that race. Looking forward to that one. That's a great facility Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I ran the sprint car there. It was awesome. Love maybe I'll there. maybe I'll finally bring your father's cup of coffee that I own for that Penn State Michigan game that we had in the pits at Grandview oh. that one night. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna bring Cole too. Matter of fact, <laughs> tell you about Penn State sucked this year, didn't they? No, oh. Michigan really did. Oh, man. they were so bad. Ohio State said we don't want to play this year, so they canceled the game. <laughs> I'm a Maryland fan. So I'm not even going to join. Good. Yeah, always good hard to beat them as much as i hate to admit it <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah yeah, I'll, you'll have I'll, I'll, yeah you're gonna do nothing you're gonna race and win so are you gonna run the full <laughs> south series for Dayo this year um i just had a little meeting about that uh with with my dad and, and kevin bates um i'm not sure okay. um, i'd like to um but at the same time all these races you know and like i said i like these traveling races they cost the most money um, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Uh, I'd like to put some kind of deal together to, to do it, you know, um, just going to have to see what kind of support we can get and funding to help, you know, and see what happens. You know, that, that 357 car normally shows up at Dale races and they don't have a driver. Just saying. I'm just saying, just saying, or Danny yeah, Johnson, or and then Danny Johnson can drive your stuff. <laughs> And that, and that and that'll be the end of Yankowski Racing and Associates. That, yeah, but see, that still costs him money though to have Danny run the car for him. So I'm trying to get him Work to the traveling with races him. without. Okay, the yeah. Well, Nord pays him, and he still makes money on the ownership of uh, the other car. <laughs> and then plus, we'll, we'll give you a shirt and a sticker. All right. Sweet. Uh, hey, I have a We the Fan shirt. That's small. I just had. To, oh no! Just, oh, we have we have the loud pedal shirts, young man. Yeah, Loud pedal t-shirts. We have loud pedal right. t-shirts. Well, why do you hook me up with one of them? When are you going to get hats? All right. One thing at a time, right? <laughs> hats are expensive, though, man, aren't they? We want hoodies next, okay. and then, then we'll start looking at the other merchandise. We need sponsors, too. So. Well, the rate the rate's going. What we should do is get masks made. Yeah, we were thinking about that. <laughs> the loud pedal masks, you know, for the flu. <laughs> for all your flu needs, call us. We'll make our own... Uh, what do you call it? Hand sanitizer at like 151 rum or some shit. I, on the way to North Carolina, I stopped at this gas station. I got, you know, like the coon hats, bull raccoon yes, hats. With yeah, the yes, on the first. yes, I'm yes. looking at it. There's great smoky mountains on it. It's in my room right now. Um, but they had this Lucas oil little thing, the hand sanitizer. I forget how much it was, but it was something like silly. It was probably expensive. Like, probably like 50 bucks. It was, I swear to God, I think it was $20. And it was <laughs> $20? But I bought it because it said Lucas Oil on it. Hey, we're in the wrong <laughs> business, aren't we? Oh, you know what? And I got it, right? And I actually left it open in the side yep. door of the truck. We should come up it, like, it was all out. We should come up like <laughs> methanol-scented fart spray or something, too. Oh. Hey, we're not very hey good you got your blankets over the guns back there? Yes. <laughs> I was watching the video. <laughs> my, my, my fr- <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, my friends. Yeah. Are, yeah, my friends are hidden. <laughs> I thought. I thought. I thought. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought Alex, 
somehow yeah, because, yeah, because of PBR Josh, like live. Hey, hey, Brian, do you have your pistol permit? Are those guns registered? That's like 10,000. Well, all right, those two people that were watching. He's such an idiot. God. You got to get beersy on this show. I'll think about it. You got to. He'll make you laugh. Oh, we had oh we had oh we had a great time at Big Diamond when he saw the snubbing going down. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a he is. Yeah, We're doing another live show on Sunday if you want to uh watch and comment in. What time is it? I don't even know what time there. Six thirty before your bedtime, I think. Make sure your homework's done. When it's race season. <laughs> all right, we're, we are home real late, all right? And we wake up late, too. Unless we you have to. You, 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 you probably stay up later than I do. I, uh, well, the race season, I'm, i got to get a better schedule sometimes. I get a little bad. I'm starting to get money down. And you're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that every morning. It doesn't matter. Now with the iRacing, though, I was on iRacing until 3 o'clock in the morning last night with the modifieds, and I had to wake up for 7 for school. Uh, I probably would have kept going, but my contacts are all dried out. So, the computer. so was, I, it, was it track dusty? <laughs> <laughs> so I I'll tell you what, I it's racing. hard to race with contacts, though. Yeah, I haven't um, yeah, I, I haven't played iRacing in a while, but how are the modifieds on there? Because I've awesome. seen a lot of posts that it's the best car to race on iRacing now. Hey, yes, it is. You know, all these dirt cars on there, you know, no disrespect to iRacing, because they're still cool and good. I like them. But they're all really hard to drive, and it's so hard to drive, you can't race side-by-side side with people. Right. And then you end up just wheel-hopping them and wrecking. <laughs> or, like, the modifieds, they're pretty stable, and they're legit, you know, and you can feel like the new coilover deal on them. Uh, they did a really good job scanning the car. It's uh, it's pretty realistic, if you ask me. It's pretty cool. That's fun. Uh, I, I was having a blast last night. So, have you made your car on iRacing yet? No, I, you know <laughs> what I did, but I don't. it's not very good. Sorry, I didn't gotta, really upload it. You gotta reach out to Ryan Crachin and find out who he used because I seen I seen he posted uh, he had his car made and it looks like dead on. Yeah, no, some of them are like scary good. I don't know how these graphic guys do. I don't know how they do. <laughs> I can't. Even like the t-shirt guys, I don't know how. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it, they're amazing. That's definitely like the zip ties. Right. I had zip ties on one part of a frame on one of my shirts one year. And they had the same color in the same spot and the same amount of zip ties on the side of the frame in the T-shirt. I couldn't believe it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I, That's why they cost so much damn money. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm gonna get. A I'm gonna try and sell some T-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and all that online this year. Should be pretty quick. Good. Yeah. If you have a T-shirt at Bridgeport this year, I'll come buy one from you. All right. Yeah, I'm going to try and get set up and get it all nice. You know, I got a onesie T's doing some, waiting on back on some proofing. And uh, they usually do some pretty good stuff. So hopefully good. it comes out good, you know. I think they'll turn out great. They do a great job up there. They do, yeah. yeah. All right, Alex. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight, bud. So we appreciate you coming on. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, we're about an hour in already. so. Um, yeah. I am Clark Mike Griswold with my co-host Brian the Mouth Hustlinger. Yeah. Jennifer over there and our special yeah. guest. Our special guest. Yeah, she didn't Alex. say anything. No, that's yeah, why we call her the ghost. That's why she's the ghost. <laughs> the ghost.
Like, Our manager. Like, thank you, like, thank you, Alex, for coming on. Thanks, thank you kid. for having me. I thank you, kid. Thank you, thank you. And Alex, you have officially been black. Black flag. Shut the f up.